Let's go to a good news story, Rich. Yes. We've had a lot of uh, unpleasant news lately. Uh, this is great news. Scott Ninnis, who was the interim coach at the Adelaide 36ers, has been appointed as their head coach for the next two years. As someone says, you get what you deserve. Yeah, and I reckon if we'd asked him about this a couple of years ago, he would have mm. thought we're absolute flogs. Hello, Scotty. <laughs> yeah, you're 100% <laughs> correct about that, boys. It's uh, it's amazing. Three years ago, my wife had to talk me into getting back and coaching at the NBL one level for South Adelaide, and wow. uh, and, and and here we are. So it's uh, it's just been such a such an incredible journey, you know, from something that I thought was you know in, in the review review mirror for me as part of my life. But uh, no, look, really, really excited to be back involved, and, and obviously with a club that's been such a such a huge part of my life. So, uh, no, re- really, really happy with things. Yeah, I saw a part of your press conference on TV today and the way you opened it up. You were incredulous to the fact that this has happened. And, of course, you were the senior coach back in 2008 to 2010. Uh, are you a better coach now? Oh, absolutely. I, 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 I said in my press conference today that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm older and more mature, and I said my wife would definitely argue about the second part of that yes. uh, phrase. <laughs> yeah, I've got uh, some stories too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's up. Mm. <laughs> oh, we got fine lines dropping out left, right, and centre. But the coach of the Adelaide 36ers, we've got him back, Scotty Ninnis. Are you there, Scott? I am. I just got a little bit nervous when Kim started talking about dressing up some stories from back in the day. So uh, I would too, I Scott. To speak my, just had to speak to my lawyer for a no, couple of minutes. I don't blame you. Sure yeah, I know. Okay for everything to go ahead. Yeah, Aurelio Vidmar's just sent me a text as well. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Hey, talking <laughs> oh, at <laughs> talking at text, Scotty. We've got one here. It says, "Hi, can you ask Scotty Ninnis where he coached from 2010?" to 2021, as Wikipedia has him not coaching anywhere, thanks from Muzz from Parafield. Uh, where were you from 2010 to 21 for 11 years? Well, he's, he's, pretty, he's pretty real right. Pretty real right. I, um, you know, I, I, I took some time away from the game. I, we, we, you know, Brett Maher and myself been around the club for the last five years, uh, you know, running all their holiday camps and school clinics, and mm. I, I got involved a, a few years ago and... and Helped help out in a pre-season and, and did some individual work with uh, Big Kai Soto when he was here. But it, it's really only the last probably three years where I've got back into it significantly. And, and that started off at, at South Adelaide, uh, which is a club that I you know, played my entire life for. So it, 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 I, I did have quite a stint out, out of the game. So it, it's, it's, it's unusual. It's probably almost mm. unprecedented, but... Uh, to have a period that long a period out of the game, but you know, I was never away from the game. I was, you know, I was I was at games and I was watching and you know, once again, hopefully maturing. And um, it's just, it, I'm, I'm certainly thankful to have this opportunity again. That's for sure. If you're out of Aussie rules for ten years and came back into it at that type of level, the game would be totally foreign to you. Has it changed a lot? It has. It's. It's. Um, it was interesting. The first. The first session I went to, and once again I go back about three years ago when I helped out in the pre-season, um, and Jamie Pillman, who was assistant coach at that time, was taking the pre-season. And the one thing that struck me was he started to speak to the team about what they were going to be doing that day of training, and it was. Uh, it was a completely different language, you know, mm. like it was just, it was, mm. and I, I thought he was speaking in double Dutch. And then, of course, as soon as we started playing, it was all the same stuff. Just everyone was trying to justify their own position and, and make smart names out of everything. Okay. But it, it is it is different. But at the core of it, 
you know, it's 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 still about you know the, the it's still about winning games and player management and X's and O's. So a lot of that stuff hasn't changed. But like I said, I was never I was never away from it as far as not watching it and, and you know being around the game and and, and talking to you know people through that. So um, I guess if anything, it's it's given me a a focus that. You know the way you know the, the way we put teams together in the past, and, and you know the championships teams I've been involved in is is, is still the, the same. You still got to get the right players with the right attitude. You know, build the right culture, and, and good things will happen from there. Scott, tumultuous year for the Sixers. You walk in with one role when CJ Bruton is moved on. You become the interim coach. When did you know in your mind? I want to be the 36ers coach, not just now, but from this point into next season. Yeah, I, I think we've probably probably half a dozen games, and I, I coached 15 games, probably about half a dozen games in, and, and we were you know we were pretty ordinary at the start, and, and you know confidence was as low as I've ever ever probably seen in, in a team, yeah, yep. and then we had it. There was a lot of hype around. We celebrated the 1999 championship mm. team, and Daniel Mee came back from the States and Catalini came over from Perth and, you know, names like Smythe, Ma, Davis, you know, all these guys were there and, and that, that that was an emotional time because we, we spent a few days together and then it culminated with all them coming to the game against Melbourne United and, and they were top and flying and we were stone-cold motherless last yeah. and we beat them that night. And, and I think that was, to do that for me in front of that team meant, so much to me personally and but the, probably even more importantly what it did to the group was it gave them belief and then five days later you know we, we beat the Sydney Kings at home who were second at the time and and I think that was sort of the well it was certainly the catalyst for our turnaround as a team but I think also for me as well is, is that you know this is this is something that you know I, I'm, I'm good at <laughs> you know yeah. like it's it's you know to be able to turn around what, what had been a pretty difficult situations to start winning games uh, it was pretty special and um, yeah it was probably around that sort of period where I thought well okay this is this is what I want to do um, you know if I get the opportunity to do it uh, that's great and, and, and that's what's happened. So 8-7 is a winning count at the same time the narrative is turning to Brian Gorgian how do you make your case to be the 36ers coach for next season? Yeah absolutely and, and, and look I you know, Gord, you know, I played for Brian. I yep. won a champ, won his first championship with him in, in, back in 1992. And I, like I, you know, I can't put my record up against Brian Gord. Mm, I mean, no, nobody can. So I, I didn't, I, I didn't, to be honest with you, I think this is where I'm different this time around. I didn't let that that talk phase me. You know, mm. like I, I, I felt that, you know, mm. the only thing we can control is what's happening now. And, and you know, that, that all that chatter... You know, will we'll be that outside noise, and and to be honest, to be honest with you, Grant Kelly and myself have been pretty open about this situation right from day one. We were always going to wait to the end of the season to to make the decision. Um, the club would, you know, would be derelict in its duty if it didn't explore names like Brian Gorgian and Trevor Gleeson when they became available. Uh, but you know, Grant Grant told me. The other day, he he rang me and he said, "Look, we, we're going to be speaking to Brian Gorgian tomorrow," and and. Once again, I think it was open and honest conversation all the way along. Um, you know, the only thing I could control was what we were doing on a day-to-day basis, and 
um, you know, I, I guess that, you know, that, that outside noise was just that. And, uh, you know, we, we've arrived at, you know, what, what well, obviously I think it's the right decision. <laughs> and, uh, yes. Um, uh, and, and yeah, just look, look forward to uh, you know the moving on from here. And uh, you know, Brian, I, I, I hope Brian's back in the NBL next year. It would be great to see him coaching here. And I, I, I look forward to going going head to head and battling against him. Let's hope so. Yeah, a few texts coming through. Can you please ask Scotty if the great man Graham Cubank will still be his assistant? Mm. Oh, look, I, I hope so. And I, look, I, well, I've been pretty. I've been pretty open about this. So, like, I, I when I coached at South Carolina, brought Graham back, and, and the most important thing, well, apart from the fact that he's, he's a great coach and he's an unbelievable manager of, of players, um, but he's someone I know and trust, you know, and, and you have to have that, you know, when when you're in the coaching ranks, you need to have someone you can go and battle with on, on a day-to-day basis. And what most people don't know is he, he did this, he did this job for free when I tapped him on the oh. shoulder, um, you know, four months ago or whatever it was. And, and he was he was on long service leave, and and you know, I think his long service leave was probably what he thought was going to be sitting on a beach in the Bahamas. And said, "I've dragged him out to a basketball court for three and a half months with the thirty sixes." So, <laughs> oh, you owe him. But he didn't want. You owe him. <laughs> but he didn't. Yeah, he didn't want. He didn't want it to be seen as any agenda apart from the fact that coming out and helping me in the club. So. Uh, yeah, I, I, I look at him, you know, as what Steve Brainy was to Phil Smythe. You know, just just That's that great. just that right hand man, and and I, I've always referred to him as as a co coach. You know, like oh, he's no. uh, he's been really important in in my journey. You know, we were very good mates, but he is an outstanding basketball mind as well. Yeah, and he was a part of a very successful era at the Thirty Sixers. Roach, what number did he wear? No, I don't remember oh, numbers. He was twenty one, wasn't he, Scotty? I don't remember him. Yeah, no, 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 don't get, he wasn't that good a player. Don't get too careful. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> they often no, make the better no. coaches. Hey, Scott. No, no ch- joking. Scott? No, no, look, Graham was, Graham was the inaugural captain of the Townsville yep. Suns, as they were back in the day before they became the Crocodiles. He was a, he was a hard-nosed basketballer, mm. and, and when he... Yeah, you know, when he played for the Thirty Sixers in those early nineties in that Don Shipway era, mm. he was he was as tough as nails. And I, I've been on the end of a couple of those back screens from him. But <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, very very talented player. I'm doing him a disservice if I bag right. him. But yeah, number twenty one, that was him. Scott, no championship ring since two thousand and two, yes. and I've been fascinated in Rupert Sapwell's assessment about the changing culture of sport at professional level and national leagues in Australia, particularly in the Sixers where he talks about the mercenaries. How do you find the right men to win a championship for the Sixers? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, culture is one of those, one of those words that everyone likes to bang on yes. about, but, the, you know, what, what do you actually do about it? And mm. I, you know, one of the first things that I, I, I will do is, you know, we need to invest in, in local kids. Okay. Um, now, I'm not necessarily, not necessarily saying we... Yeah, we have 10 South Australian kids in the team, but what I look at this year, there's one South Australian in the 36ers team, and that's Nick Marshall. And I look around the league and I see Lachlan Albrick playing over in, mm. you know, Illawarra. You know, I know he's finishing up now, but Brad Neely has never played for us. Uh, you know, these sorts of things just can't happen again. You know, okay. we, we need to, you know, we, we need to do a better job of, of keeping in contact with the with the Adelaide kids that are at college in the States, we, we need to welcome them back with open arms when they're here in the off season. Mm. Uh, you know, when I, when I, you're right about the, 
you know, the word mercenaries, you know, we'll, you, know you just have a line their pockets and then move on to greener pastures. You know, we need people that are, you know, as passionate about playing for the name on the on the front of their singlet, their own name on the back of it. So that that is that is certainly a priority of mine. Yeah, bring back the days of Mike Mackay, the Iceman, Daryl Pearce and Mark Davis, the chairman of the boards. Okay, the support is there. The crowds have been huge this year. How do you improve the roster? Uh, how do you get back into playoffs? How do you get the first title since 2002? Because it's a long bloody time, 22 years. What do you need? It's 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 way too long. And that's, you know, we, we, you know, we know how difficult these things are to win. But, uh, you, know, you know, I, I look at, you know, teams like the Perth Wildcats and, and, you know, teams that make the playoffs every year are very, very close to it. And that, that's where we need to be. Uh, I think, once again, we have to have stability. Um, you know, we can't keep changing seven or eight players over every year. And, and right now, there's only four guys signed. Uh, there's players like, you know, like Isaac Humphries and Corin Galloway that I'd, you know, would love to retain. Um, we'll have a good talk about all this. As a club tomorrow, um, but this is this is all only just yeah. just happened. But uh, stability is, is probably the going forward. We we only played with two imports this year. You know, do we go with three, or do we try and invest in uh, uh, you know some high level Aussie talent to go with the guys that we've already got? Um, and I think when you look at the successful teams over the years, and I, I harp back to. Well, probably when we were winning championships, mm-hmm. but also teams like the Perth Wildcats and New Zealand Breakers, you know, they were able to keep the, you know, keep the core of their team intact year in year out, and and you know they 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 made tweaks and they made some changes, but that that core roster was already there, and I think once you've got that, you're in a really really good position. Scotty, congratulations again. We look forward to yes. chatting to you right throughout uh, next season. We wish you all the very best and. Uh, yeah, it's a great appointment at this stage. <laughs> Thanks, Eve. <laughs> Thanks good for luck, the Scott. confidence. And, uh, no, good luck, as Scott. Long as, we don't bring it, as, long, as long as we don't bring up the pass, uh, Kimbo, no. we'll be in good shape. No, you must have something <laughs> on him, though. No, I've been Surely, a Scott, you've got some stuff on oh, Kim. I've got a couple, got a couple of stories, but good. I'll just keep them up my sleeve. Yeah, I, think every, well I think everyone's got a story on me. <laughs> we'll go to the news. Good, good on luck, you, Scotty. Scott, uh, Scott Nittis, he's a good man. Yes.